Club Land there by Elvis Costello. Okay, so now we have the news that Fabric, one of the UK's most well-known nightclubs, is to close permanently after its licence has been revoked by Islington Council. To get his thoughts about the decision, BCB's Dan Carroll spoke to Dark Floor Sound label boss, radio host and future music from Mike Samaras. And Mike begins by giving his reaction to the news that Fabric was closing. Uh, honestly, pretty good, to be honest. I mean, I can't say none of us are really that surprised because uh, the whole gentrification thing that keeps sort of plowing onwards. But um, yeah, I mean, I've got friends that work there. Um, they've been fighting this um, for the past month and a bit anyway, um, when the license was taken away. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty weird. Like, it's a, I don't get a fabric uh, a huge amount. Culturally, it's hugely important. It's kind of like a bastion of club culture, definitely for London, the UK, Europe, if not globally, really. It's kind of, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of morning with this. Now, it's a, it's a hugely complex um, situation, but it was kind of brought to the core with the recent um, tragic deaths of, of two people who, who went to the club, and, and there was a quite a powerful um, presentation, an opening speech by the director, uh, Cameron Leslie, who was the co-founder yeah. and director, who kind of passionately defended uh, the club. In his speech, he highlights the number of initiatives that Fabric have actually helped to spearhead, helped to shape, and move forward i mean yeah they're very proactive yeah so so, so what are your kind of uh, using this argument of of the kind of the the, the deaths associated to the club they're, they're trying their utmost to kind of stamp that out haven't they well it's kind of a smoke screen i think it, it, it's, it's obviously tragic that you know um two people died recently the past couple of um weeks obviously one was june one was august you know it's obviously tragic when that happens but if you look back at like you know probably been open what 17 years now open in 99 um, they've had, I think, something like 16, sorry, six deaths in that time in 17 in 17 years, and you know that's how much footfall they have coming through that club every weekend. It's a huge club. It's hugely popular, and there's been six accidental deaths in in 17 years. That's tragic and awful, but it's not. It kind of feels that they've they've sort of blown this a little bit. They've you've been using that as a crux to push through that they don't want to renew the um, they don't want to give the license back. They've been trying to get rid of the license for a while. Um, a couple of years back there was there was an issue with the license and they had several dogs sort of put in place and that's what the agreement they had with the police and the council, which was sort of counterproductive really. I mean it just you know, as as is as is covered in, in uh Leslie's um public speech that just gone up today. Like um you know, it didn't really do it didn't make, it's not gonna make any difference because people are still going to be taking drugs um, you know, anywhere else. It doesn't, you know, it's not like fabrics closed and suddenly London's drug problem and the UK's drug problem stops. And looking at the looking at the reaction um, from um, Sadiq Khan, obviously the Mayor of London, he uh, reacted and released a statement last night saying that he was disappointed that Fabric, Islington Council and Metropolitan Police were unable to reach an agreement of how to uh, address uh, concerns about public safety. But he also mentioned that London has lost 50% of its nightclubs and 40% of its live music venues. And he stresses that this decline must stop if London is to remain a 24-hour city. I mean, do you think, Mike, you said it was, a, uh, you mentioned the, the use the word smoke screen. Do you think there's a wider kind of political game going on um, in, in this particular context? Yeah, totally. I mean, like, funding's cut everywhere. So you've got funding cut in the arts, funding cut even with the police, right? The, uh, councils have had all their, their money tightened up by the government and this austerity thing. There's not enough money going around. So people are going to, you know, the only money that they're, they're going for, unfortunately, is the whole 
you know, foreign interest. You know, so we we take over this really cool um, location in London, known for you know its club culture and everything else. And then we'll just stick like you know crazy expensive flats in there and push everyone out of the area, completely decimate what was what made the area such a hot spot in the first place. It's it's, it's happening in Brixton, Shoreditch, Dalston, Camden. Um, you know, bits of it has been encroaching into Peckham. It's happening all over this city, and it's been happening all over cities all over the UK. There's been parallels with what happened uh, with the Hacienda as well. People are citing that, and also it's reported in the um, Independent um, today. Um, uh, uh, the piece is saying that new documents obtained through the Freedom Freedom of Information Act suggests Fabrics closure was a long-term plan, which is orchestrated by a, a hard-up council. You mentioned the austerity. You mentioned the severe cuts uh, to the arts, to music, which is occurring not just in London, but nationally. Yeah, nationally yeah. Uh, but what, in the way of solutions? Um, obviously, it's a million-dollar question. But what? How? You mentioned that closing one club isn't going to um, kind of get rid of the um, issues, uh, what's being described as an endemic or uh, of drug use uh, in in club culture. What can we do to make clubbing safe and to also to value its contribution to to British society and actually cities like London and Bradford and other big cities, so we can attract people to contribute to the nighttime economy. Well, I mean, you, you always gonna have a drug problem, right? That's that's a bigger issue that is, you know, been talked about, you know, for forever, pretty much, I guess, in, in the modern world. But this is always going to be an issue. There, you know, there are nightclubs. There are people that are going to take drugs, whether they're legal or otherwise. You know, they're going to get drunk in a club, right? They're going to do that. So you have to work out ways to sort of work with that to a degree. So. You know, there are progressive places in Europe where they have, you know, they do drug testing. So at least people know if they're going to choose to take, you know, illegal narcotics, they at least know what they're taking. In the case of what's happened with the, the two guys that died this year, I believe that they took, you know, incredibly strong MDMA-based pills, right? So they're, they're much stronger than they perhaps were used to. And they're, they're just, um, they're not equipped for it. And someone like Fabric, actually, is the kind of place that has, like, its own... As its own medical uh, um, crew on on tour call there at the at the site has um, you know staff that uh, are well trained. It's got um, you know security abundant there as well. It's and it's also like fabrics one of the like pretty you know pretty strong search wise as far as clubs go. Like you know I haven't like I said I haven't been that many. I don't get out often, but every time I have gone, like I've been searched very thoroughly. Has as everyone else in in the queue. So. You know, they've taken all these, you know, positive steps and proactive steps in, in trying to stem uh, this stuff coming into the venue, but it's still going in. And this is a venue that's very, very active at this. It works with the police, works, um, has been, you know, working with the council during its entire history. There are other clubs, smaller ones, you know, that, that are less than this. And then you've got what's going to happen with, with you know, what, 2,500 people go to the fabric every weekend. Those people are still going to be going to London. They're going to go other places. So they're going to go to small clubs. They're going to put more pressure on them potentially, which in the short term is going to be great. But long term, unless we have more clubs, that's that's there's a hole there, or everything just keeps going back underground, which is what's been happening the past couple of years. You've got all these um, uh, sort of like illegal roads happening in in a city, um, but there's no security there. There's no medical teams there. People are still going to you know go there with abandon and take whatever they want to take, whether that's alcohol or something else. And, and, looking after them, and you know, just yep, yeah, and just to give a just to give bit of, give a 
And just to give a bit of context to our listeners, the, the amount of people who go to Fabric each year is the equivalent of two Glastonbury's. It's over six, yeah, and, it's six million, six and a half million people go to yeah. this club. And it, as he said earlier on in the interview, it's a beacon of uh, club culture in England, in Europe, and internationally. And if they have um, kind of actioned a number of measures and mechanisms to make it safer then if that doesn't exist anymore then people's it doesn't stop people's appetite does it it just drives no, it into the not, underground no, it's not dealing with the problem it's not it's just going oh, we close that club and right yeah but that, the problem's still there it's not those people as those people that were dealing uh, dealing the drugs there which isn't you know they're going to be taking them somewhere else people that are taking you know have gone out well not out have a few drinks with their friends or have a few pills with them they're going to do that somewhere else it's not stopping it's going to make zero impact. Okay, so that was Dan Carroll, BCB Dan Carroll, speaking to Mike Samaras of Dark Floor Sound Label um, for his reaction on the closure of Fabric Nightclub after their licence was revoked. Mm. Well, the time is now 14 and a half minutes past five here on Drive on BCB 106.6 FM. With me, I'm Morgan. And Gail Simpkins. And it's time for a bit of Thompson Twins. Mm-hmm. 